Constructing your life is about much more than just building a bank account. Each week, join real estate entrepreneur and mindset coach Austin Linney as he interviews guests who are constructing their dream lives and impacting the world around them on a daily basis. If you're an entrepreneur or wanting to start a business, or you just want to hear motivating stories of how others have overcome the odds, you are in the right place. And now for your host, Austin Linney. Guys, welcome back to Construct Your Life. We have a really big problem guys we've have ryan jones here and he knows where all the bodies are buried he knows me when i was an alcoholic he knows me when then this crazy sob decided to let me talk him into buying a house <laughs> that that which we just sold which is funny as shit and we'll get into all that but uh we have mr ryan jones in the house how are you doing sir i'm doing well how are you i'm doing good so let's let's before we get into to the other stuff let's fa- let's back up let's back up uh how much do you remember because we both drank a lot so how much do you remember we Everything. were working we were working 80 hours a week uh and and then mm-hmm. i bought a house and i was like oh my god i'm airbnb and like we should totally do this and and what did my how did i con you into this crazy thing uh, i remember you walked up to me while i was working behind the bar at rebel and you walked up you're like hey we should buy a house together and i went how much is it gonna cost and you're like don't worry about money. We'll worry about that later. <laughs> and I was like, okay, sure. Why not? It's my house. That sounds about right. And I remember that. I remember that we had looked for like three months and then like the prices in San Antonio jumped and, and we were like, ah, oh, this is, we're not going to do this. Like, we're not going to like, this is ridiculous. These people are out of control. And what's funny is if you, if you fast forward to today, you're like, oh my God, we, we, we picked up six of them. Right. But Hey, it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. but uh, uh i remember i remember this i remember that uh it was the day before thanksgiving and i saw that property and then i sent it over to you and gates and we're like okay we're gonna look at it afterwards and you know we kind of like okay i think we're gonna be this and and then i was leaving for europe and then we bought a house and it was a whole thing and and so you know uh we sold it, you know, four years later, ran an Airbnb long-term. Like if you're looking back on that now, uh, what's, what do you think is like the biggest takeaways from like that experience and kind of like what, what you think about that? Cause there was, it wasn't always good. You know, the AC broke. I mean, there's been so many things, so many reasons. In a nutshell, mm-hmm. people think they deserve a lot more than they do. <laughs> that should be a shirt yeah yeah and and you're you're meaning just in general right yeah every single person uh whether you're the one selling the house whether you're the one brokerage whatever you're doing everybody just thinks they deserve so much more i think people need to take 10 percent less than they think they deserve because then they'll probably get more people back in return I was listening to an apartment guy the other day that i respect and he was talking about changing units and he says that he only he only remodels 40% of the units because if I remodeled all of them, what's the point in the next seller even buying it in the first place? And he said, so if I do half of them, show them the blueprint, leave some meat on the bone, I win, they win, they buy, and then they buy from me again and so on and so on. So, you know, think about that just in general is, is that, you know, I, I think one of the things is like, are you creating a space where everything's a transaction? Or, or you're like trying to like do business with that person for like 15 plus years. 
Yeah, exactly. And too many people focus on right now because they want to make a quick buck, but they don't focus on five years from now when they could have made 10 times the amount because they could have been referred more business for taking less money on the front end. Correct. And, um, you know, that I, I just tell everybody all the time, like, like the money be damned, like who cares about that? Uh, like the execution of buying it, furnishing it, running it as an Airbnb, figuring it out, putting a renter in, getting that contract signed, selling it, getting it fixed up, having to pay more to clean it up, you know, when we, because uh, the renter had, had left the place in shambles. Uh, the, the confidence from seeing a deal from start to finish, I think is almost more beneficial than, uh, you know, whatever dollar amount you made because the confidence of, of, of actually seeing a deal all the way through. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, I, we got to see that whole property mature. And even right before we got rid of that, just that one, just speaking in reference, I mean, we, we, we know how we got out of that one. It was kind of a pain in the butt, but we figured it out and we got it handled. And this, the stress that was there, it still actually kind of made me feel good knowing that we were able to pull it off. Yeah, correct. Correct. So, um, you know, w- what I want to do is, is, you know, you tell your story where you want to start. Uh, and then we'll kind of see where we go from there. Uh, in a nutshell, um, I am the product of a nurse and a truck driver. My dad was a truck driver. He took me on the road when I was a kid. I was going with him from the moment he could actually pick me up and carry me and my mom would allow me to go. I was in the truck with him. So I kind of got that fire inside me that allowed me to want to travel and see the world and country as much as possible. And I only actually, now I only have 48, I have 48 States. I only have two to go. So I have to get Alaska and Hawaii knocked off. Of course, the ones that aren't directly attached, but yeah, that led me down the path. I mean, that's what led me to San Antonio. I started off in California and Riverside and then we moved to Oklahoma when I was in third grade. We ended up, I ended up moving back when I graduated to Arizona for a few months and then to California and life took me to Canada and Texas. And I mean, I've been in all these locations and it's been wonderful and brought me back to Oklahoma. Now I'm back again. I, this one was a choice this time. I wasn't forced here by anybody. So yeah, I came here and now I'm just trying to start afresh, start anew, get the, well, help this area out as much as possible. And, and you spend a lot of time in customer service, bar managing, bartending, stuff like that. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you, yeah. And what do you think you've learned about people in, in all that time? Patience. Mm. Plain and simple. Uh, I mean, I, being, I went from retail to oil field to the bar industry and now into independence. And dealing from people from all different spectrums, especially going from even retail or even bartending, like restaurants, the amount you learn on the fly from any job, because they can train you, you can go through your introductory, anything in any job, but nothing's going to train you like being in a restaurant or even being in a retail space, because there are things you're going to learn. And there's aspects of the business that you're never going to understand until you actually do it. And that's what everybody says, right? You got to actually get out there and do it. And you have to push for that. And yeah, especially the bar industry. So many people take that job for granted and they, I mean, you saw it and all the money we wasted over the years and all the money we saw other friends waste over the years, all their time and energy. I mean, you could have, if they would have had somebody come in like yourself, just a freaking very beginning of it and be like, Hey, this is how you're going to do it in five years. You can retire. 
Yeah, we're going to take, we're not going to allow you to, we're going to take 15% out of all your paychecks. We're going to put it in a fund and we're going to buy real estate and you're not allowed to see it and you're not allowed to touch it. And like, as a, as a, to be honest with you, if somebody would have came back to, if I trusted them, I probably would have been like, sounds great. Just take it out and don't let me think about it. Cause I think about, uh, you know, I mean, good Lord, we were making so much cash. Uh, we could, I could have bought, you know, 30 apartments by now. Um, and you know, that industry, like, and I, I think what broke my heart uh, and there'll be something that we do down the road, but, uh, like five days into the pandemic, you know, you're, you're, you're uh, COVID, you're getting friends to call and like, Hey man, you know, I'm out of money. I'm like, out of money. I I've watched you watch make $7,000 a month for the last three years out of money. What are you talking about? But like, that's the life of the service industry. It's like out of money. I'm like, Jesus mm-hmm. Christ guys. Um, so, you know, that's the thing that breaks my heart, you know, like seeing the same people on Facebook, going to the same fucking bars, you know, they've been at the same job for 10 fucking years. You know, you're just like, man, because there's because I think what disheartens me the most is they're, they're so talented, like they're so talented, but they get stuck in that kind of, you know, what they say in Austin, that velvet rut, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, how many I mean, going bar industry, service industry, management, whichever, whatever restaurant you were in. I mean, you see so many people and it's not even like what they did at their job that was talented. It was things that they were naturally good at that they didn't embrace. So it was just more of a hobby that all they talked about was, oh man, I love rock climbing. It's so great. It's amazing. I do it every weekend and I do it every week and I, well, then go do rock climbing yeah. right here. I yeah. just need to pay your bills. I, I, tell, I tell you what, I've shared this story with like one other person and I have an innate ability of getting out when it's time. Like, I think you can kind of like, sometimes you're at a restaurant and you're like, maybe it's time to leave. But this is actually the opposite reason. I, uh, I got out. I got out of the restaurant in Austin when I, when three of the servers uh, were driving Audis. And I was like, and like, I, like it was like, we were making a ton of money. Like Austin was booming, like, but like something about it, like, I was like, I don't like, or I don't feel like I'm going to like where this is headed. And and so, like, I was like, you know, this seems like, like, the guests are wearing, driving Audis, the, the servers are driving Audis, like, I don't know, this just doesn't feel right to me. And and it was like time to go because, uh, you know, like, before COVID, like, I'm saying like a couple years before COVID, but like, it was, it was alarming, um, you know, how much money the restaurant business is making. And, and to be honest with you, probably still is uh and you get kind of i wouldn't say cash blind but you get like knowing that you could go in and make 300 400 bucks on a shift it it didn't really like you were like fuck it i'm gonna go take off two days and and disappear and like you kind of just always had that thing and you know when you stopped um viewing that as an option and you were like i need something you know like that's stable but it's not stable like uh and, and so, yeah, man, you're kind of like, it's really odd because you're making so much money, but you're like, oh, this is like, I don't know if I could do this forever. Like I promised myself the biggest thing. I was like, I can't be that 50 year old waiter. Like I can't do it. Like that, that to me, every would be restaurant like, that's, has one. That's, I know that's, <laughs> that, that's what I would always tell myself is like, please don't be that guy. <laughs> See, I always liked that guy. Cause that guy always, no, I love him. that and guy. If he stayed close. He was always, he was always like, just don't worry about them. They don't know what they're talking about. I've been here for 25 years. I know. I'm like, I, that's a long time, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's a long time, dude. I remember there was this guy at one of the first restaurants I worked with. He, he had two restaurant gigs. He was like 55. He worked, he, he drank three Red Bulls a day and a, and a pack of smokes a day. 
And, and he was just like, but he was the number one waiter and he always made money. And like, I didn't really know him that well, but then I spent some time with him and I was like, Oh, this dude's like really unhealthy. Like, this is like, not, you know, the way to do it. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it, you know, that's when you start realizing that money is not the barometer to, to how we're judging life. But, you know, in that time and space, like I'll forever be grateful to all the amazing conversations I had with many different personalities and different walks of life. And, and I think it served me for the, for the better personally. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I learned, I learned so much about myself and I learned, I mean, me, just the whole drinking aspect. I mean, as you, I mean, you know, obviously, but the drinking aspect of it, that right there in itself, it just, it brings the whole, it's a part of the industry. You can't, you almost can't do it without it. Mm-hmm. And that's the part, that's the part I didn't like because coming into the pandemic, like you said, going about two months into it. And I, when you take a step back and you're like, Jesus, am I really drinking this amount every month? And it's so easy to, to be able to, you know, categorize, like itemize it out and say, wow, I drank a whole liter and a half in the last three weeks. This is insane. I got to stop. When you see that, you just, something changes and you just yeah. have to just end it. Yeah, that was like every two days for me. So that you're doing way better than I was, but, but, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, that's kind of the rub is like, you know, when we came up in the business, like that was the norm, like hundred percent, not even, not even like a question. And if you didn't, it was even odd. And so, uh, you know, for me to spend the last like seven months in the business and, and not be drinking, you know, people were like really blown away. Like they couldn't, they couldn't. And I don't, I don't recommend it to everybody, but uh, you know, I was coming up with cocktails through like smell and stuff. And uh, people were like, I don't know how you're doing that. And I'm like, cause I'm just focused on this, you know, this thing I want to get, I want to get clean uh, because it's, it's cute when you're 21. It ain't cute when you're 35. It just doesn't get as cute. <laughs> Yeah, nobody wants to see your gut over the ice well while you're trying to shake them up a Ramos gin fizz for five minutes. <laughs> for sure. So you did something really crazy and, and you decided to <laughs> listen to all the podcasts I did, which is uh, insane. And, you know, I'm just curious, kind of, it's a lot of different stories, a lot of different personalities, a lot of different businesses, a lot of different, you know, just life in general, you know, kind of like, break down like after listening to the like you know 400 plus episodes like what are your biggest takeaways from from all those lessons let me just say that from knowing you for as long as i have that's literally starting it and still listening to it because you just released one this morning that i haven't listened to yet i listened to a audiobook at the gym instead my apologies i'll get to it later but if i had to say seeing your growth on it and if people don't see it by doing it in order or however they do it, they're missing out because you're growing as the podcast grows. And from listening to it, the information that you take in and the amount of information that you ingest just from it, and especially because it, it does keep you interesting because you do so many different types of shows all the time that it's, it doesn't really get boring. You kind of stay on top of it and it allows you to actually enjoy it. And you take in, like I said, you take in so much information that you almost can't even process it. And then you catch yourself in a conversation later and you say something, where the hell did that come from? Did I just say that? And you just, you're learning. And the, the amount of information just, uh, I know I've said information like three times, but still it's, it's incredible. I enjoyed it. I really did. Yeah. I'm going to do it again. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's an interesting thing because I, I was very cognizant to not get, uh, you know, you see a lot of guys that they'll, they'll, I'm all about niches, but they'll go down to a niche and they're like 45 episodes in. They're like, okay, I've kind of covered the whole sector, you know? And I'm like, and then they have to like rebrand and everything. So I was very cognizant about creating a topic. 
Uh, but I had a buddy, same thing, listen to all of them. And he, he, he messaged me and he's like, dude, don't get me wrong. Like episodes are fire, but he's like, you're asking questions and like watching you like grow up through the podcast. He's like, he's like, I really wish you would go listen to yourself on episode one to now. He's like, I don't even think you would recognize yourself. And I'll catch some clips from time to time of the old school stuff. And mainly because I had a head shaved and a mustache, which was really odd. That was a whole nother. That's a plan. I don't know what was going on back then, but, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but side effects, uh, maybe. Maybe so. Maybe so. Uh, but man, I was just, you know, and I, and I don't think people understand this. Like I, when you want to do something for as long as you do, and then your episode shows up on Apple iTunes next to like Ed Milet, and you're like, okay, how is this a thing? Like, not like ranking wise, but it was just there, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, and then you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. Okay. Well, then I'm doing it. Well, what's the point? Right. Like, and then you're like, and you have to like fight yourself, like when you press record all the time. Right. <laughs> and I, I remember this stat. It's like my favorite stat, like fucking ever. And it's like the thing I remind myself almost every day. 40%, 40% of the, uh, the podcasts on Apple to iTunes have one episode. That's it. So, yeah. And so think about that in life. You know, how many times you, 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 you start something and give up or, or how many times you don't see it through because nobody's listening and everything. Like, how are they supposed to listen? Like, yeah, exactly. they don't even know who you are, right? And, and so something I heard the other day, it was like, look, you're doing great, but like compared to, you know, or like to this person over here, like the volume is not even close. And so sometimes in life, it's not that we have to do more uh, or we have to do something different. It's that we have to do more of the thing that we're currently doing. Yeah. It's quality over quantity always. Mm-hmm, for sure. And, and so um, as you listen to the episodes and you listen to everything that was talked about, what was something that standed out to you that kind of uh, maybe something you didn't know about or something you learned about that was like super intriguing to you? Figuring out who I am. Uh, a lot of the people in there, I mean, as, as, as you know, as everybody knows, construct your life and everybody's life is different. And seeing how every person approaches their life and approaches uh, them, the other people within their lives is fascinating to me. And being in many different types of industries and coming around different types of dynamics of people from different demographics from all walks of life it's really interesting to see that you can see someone's life unfold and you can almost experience what they experienced in such a short period of time and as far as like myself and my own growth i mean listening to it and going through the information especially financially my, my biggest Achilles heel is finances and trying to well, develop money without having money. It's a real talent and a lot of people are really good at it. So seeing how some people are able to create opportunities from situations fascinates me because every situation can, you know, can, you can benefit from it in some way, shape or form. And if you take good out of it, as opposed to just taking the negative out of it, you're ultimately always gaining something every time you do something. So every time you approach a situation, as long as you approach it with the right attitude and you take something away, then it's never a loss. And seeing those podcasts and understanding that each one had a takeaway that I could digest and enjoy was probably the best aspect of going through each one individually. 
not to mention, I met a lot of people on there that I currently now know and I have been in contact with. I mean, uh, my business coach, Matt Throop, I mean, listening to his podcast on there, it was really great to see him go on there and listen to what he had to say and then see his formulation of his podcast and then listening to how he does it, especially seeing it from the aspect of, you know, being more of like the uh, mentee to mentor situation and understanding how that dynamic works and just kind of seeing how even they have struggles, but he's still killing it. He's doing a great job. I've never heard the concept put that way, developing money without having the money. Like that might have to be a whole workshop because I like that kind of framework of thinking because it's, it's, it's getting you out of the worker mentality and getting you into the business owner, the CEO role kind of are the creator of said money and, and so on and so on. And uh, I think that's super important. And, and, you know, one of the jokes that my buddy has, he runs the short-term rental secrets podcast and they've done like 56 episodes. And, you know, he's like, I get like seven DMS a week of people like wanting to learn Airbnb. And he's like, they want to learn Airbnb. Yep. They, they never listen to an episode. And he's like, go listen to the episodes and then I'll talk to you. And it's not to be rude. It's just that like, you have to be willing to like do some of the work yourself. Yeah. I mean, everything's so readily available. I mean, I think I've probably listened to a few people on yours as well as a few other podcasts. Cause I mean, you guys even talk about it on a uh, break dump, just about how people will jump around from information and everyone wants, everyone wants the attention and they want, they want that person's help and they, they want, want, want on their end, but you have to give more than you want or no, or you're, you're going to leave the world empty. You have to approach it that way. If you're not giving anything, that's just how it has. That's just how it goes. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And you know, I, I, you know, I joke with people. You know, like my my education was was Bigger Pockets. Like my education was sitting in the car for two years straight, listening to Bigger Pockets on the drives back and forth, and you know, understanding wholesaling, multifamily, you know, STR, all that stuff. And you know, uh, at, at some point. Uh, you know, my message to everybody is at some point you have enough information that you need to go put it into action because, you know, you could talk to all my clients, especially to this week that are buying their first investment property. He's like, oh, I thought I knew what I was doing. He's like, I have no fucking idea what was going on until I had to deal with the inspector. I had to deal with the appraisal. I had to deal with this. I had to deal with the title. I had, to, you know, and it's like, I can only give you so much advice. I can be here as a sounding board, but you have to create a space where you're pushing forward and then and then and then stepping back and going okay okay i learned that i learned that don't do that again who do i have now and and so um you know if you have listened to the podcast or you have listened to books or you have listened to youtube like there needs to be some sort of action within there um to kind of create even more learning and and i think that's where you know you can't you can't sit on the sidelines for two years and, and just not do anything. And, and, and like I said before, like, w let's say you lose, I'm just, let's just say you lose $15,000 or something like that in a property, like, okay, great. Like, yeah, but you had the opportunity to make 30 or 40, maybe down the road. So like the, in my opinion, it's a calculated risk that you're welcome to take, but like to think that you're not going to make that mistake or something might not happen. That's out of your control. Like, it's not just how life works. You can't just, you can't just put bumpers around everything and expect it to all be good. Like, you know, I mean, we've had, you know, we've had three, two or three properties like fall through in the last couple of weeks. Like it's not, there's nothing I can do about it. Like it happens. Know, it's happens. We're going to lose some money. It is what it is. We're going to keep pushing forward. Like it's not a big deal. I can't make the appraiser do his job properly. Like 
you know? Yeah, there's, there's only so much that's within your control. I mean, it's just like everybody says, worry about what you can focus, like worry about what's within your control and whatever's not just, mm -hmm. you know, don't worry about it because there's literally nothing you can do about it. You're just wasting your energy and time. And that's the most valuable thing anybody has. Yeah. And so, you know, as you look at your life and you, and you, and you jump into a couple of different business ideas and you jump into, you know, where you're headed, like if you could fast forward uh, a year from now or two years from now, like, where do you want to be? Uh, you know, what intrigues you? What, what, what excites you these days? Oh man, what doesn't excite me these days? Um, well, just what I've been doing recently is, I mean, you know, I've been doing uh, volunteer work in the, well, I'm in the Durant Clara area in Oklahoma. And I didn't realize how much I really would actually enjoy doing volunteer work and just the relationships you build from doing that. And getting into a community, no matter what the size is, you either, you're either all in or you're not. Are you where you live or is it just a house to you? You have to, if you're going to live there and you're going to grow a business, you're going to do anything, get off your ass and go talk to the people in your town because you can only scale and you can only do, you know, VAs for so long until you actually need contact with human beings and you're not really going to get anything tangible unless you connect with those people around you, because those are the sources that are going to be bringing business back to you day to day, or they're just going to be connecting with you in such strong and emotional ways and volunteering. I mean, financially probably shouldn't never know. I mean, I probably do it too much, but I enjoy it. Plus it's given me, I mean, an opportunity sprouted up just recently that I got an idea for them to help raise some money. And it's helping me want to start a nonprofit organization that helps get people into this area that actually want to volunteer or even people who want to visit from out of town, who want to come here and, uh, and want to volunteer while they're on vacation. Who knows if somebody has four hours of their day and they're like, Oh, Hey, look, this soup kitchen's open. Let's go over here and let's volunteer for a couple hours. Like what else are we going to do? I mean, yeah. I mean, if you travel a lot and you know, you're not visiting a city you haven't been to 20 times, then yeah, you're going to want to find something else to do. I mean, yeah, you can go to a baseball game, but after a while, what are you really giving back? You're just at a certain point, you're just taking. So why not give back to a community? If you're going to go in and be a part of it for a short period of time, at least give something to it. But I, I think, I, well, I, I think, I think that's what, I think that's what people don't, uh, you know, you're seeing, you know, we travel a lot. So we're seeing a lot around the country and, and you know, it, the signs on almost every door, like, you know, we're short staff, like have patience with us, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, which, you know, like, especially coming from the restaurant business that we did, you know, our, our heart goes out to, you know, these, these mom and pop shops and stuff like that. And so, you know, if you're a business, if you're a bank, you're a car wash, you're, you know, whatever it is, a, a, a smoothie shop or whatever, like, you know, you are part of the community. And I think that we, uh, as, you know, one of the things that we're seeing that is like a big mission for us is like, it's not that small businesses, people are not driven. It's not that they're not, they don't have a good idea. It's not that they're not hardworking. It's that they're exhausted. Like they're physically exhausted. They're tired. They're, they don't have, you know, they're not making a ton of money. They're, they're paying more than they would. Inflation's getting them. And so if you can go in and you can lift up their spirits for just a minute, or you can, you can buy locally or you can do these things like that is everything to them. And, uh, you know, we have an, uh, an obligation as somebody who is grateful for what they do have to put their money in those places and, and, and maybe give them a smile or a thank you for, you know, a great sandwich or something like that. Like, you know, um, you know, like, let's be honest, like a, a chef that's getting into the business, like he ain't doing it for money. 
And so he does it because he loves it. Right. And so if you can say like, Hey man, that was a great sandwich. Like, I really appreciate that. Like you have no idea what that means to him. It's not just the money that you put in the till. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's the thing that I think people have lost sight of. And I mean, that's, what's, that's, what's got my fire going here is just trying to better myself because I feel like the more I do, the more opportunities I find to do more good. And I, I don't want to stop. Like I'm trying to help everybody as much as possible. And yeah, I'm not slowing down at all. Yeah. I think, I think that there is uh, you know, if you're, you know, Tony Robbins says, if you can't give, you know, a hundred when you have nothing, then you're not going to give a million when you have everything. You know, and it's exactly. like, you're, you're kind of like, you have to, you have to put that muscle in your thing. And everybody's like, well, I don't have a lot to give. And it's like, yeah, but you can give your time. Right. And, and, you know, everybody, uh, I really, uh, like, you know, some, some people, some young kids will reach out to me and they're like, why are you doing this? And I'm like, just don't ask me why I'm spending time with you. Just know that somebody did this for me and I want to do it for you. And yeah, I might not be giving you money directly, but I might be giving you a lesson or, or giving you my time where that might generate money down the road. And, and so, you know, everybody that's listening to this podcast who has a business or is this entrepreneur or whatever, it's like, um, you know, are, is the muscle of giving is the muscle of charity. Is that already in your business plan or is that already in your daily actions or your weekly actions? Like if it's not like, you know, if you're, if you're not feeling fulfillment, if you're not feeling, you know, um, if you're not feeling like, are you just kind of like lost currently? Like maybe it's cause you're not being fulfilled. Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of interesting. Cause I actually had a, I was messaging a friend of mine who lives in Bulgaria this morning and her, she came out to San Antonio and she was like on an exchange program as a server. And I asked her today, I was like, Hey, do you keep in contact with anybody from when you were down there? And she goes, no, you're the only one. And I was like, that's weird. I mean, you met like 200 people. Why am I the only one? They said, well, people just, they seem nice and they are really helpful and they're kind when you need them, but they didn't follow through. And these people just, they just liked me there for the time that I was there. And then written me, like just written me off from the moment I left. And I think that's kind of sad because I mean, it kind of, if you think about it, that's how we are as a society. We are very helpful. We are very nice on the very, you know, facial aspect of it and surface, but what are we deep down? Like, who are we really trying to help? Are we trying to help ourselves or someone else? Now, if you're growing your business or you're trying to develop yourself, then you got to help other people while you're doing it. You know, a plant can't grow without help from the soil and water and the sunlight, period. Mm -hmm. If you think you can grow and thrive by yourself, then you're wrong. And I mean, if you can do it by yourself, that's great, but please tell me how you did it. I'll read that book. Mm -hmm. I remember this guy said, uh, you know, quit watering the plant next to you and, and see how long you've been watering a weed. Oh yeah, exactly. You know? And it's like, and I, I think one of the frustrations for me is that, is that I've had to get over is like, not everybody's as driven as I am, but that doesn't mean that you can't be driven to give back. Right. It doesn't mean that you can't be driven to, to help. Like, it's not all about the top line revenue. It's like, you know, we have to create a space where like, um, that's why I think, you know, it would be the funnest thing in the world. Like, I'm so obsessed with this idea. Like, I want to take all my friends' kids and I want to have them like have a at work day with like the companies and like see, you know, be around the business and see how I like, can. I know this guy that we do business with, like his son, who's in a CL4 in college, is going to come hang out with me for like four days. And That's he's going to cool. like, he's going to like follow me in the meetings and listen to the coaching calls and be on the podcast and be in and, and follow the properties. And like, he's like, my son is going to lose it. Like when he gets to do this and it's like, 
that's you know it's nothing to me like for him to hang out and teach him like i think we should do more of that you know like and, and understand that you always have an opportunity to help somebody i agree we actually did that in school when i was in middle school i mean i don't know if that was just uh an oklahoma thing because i mean as i've told you in the past uh it's the state's a little dated and the way they run things here is kind of archaic but it's kind of beautiful at the same time because i mean i did that exact thing it was called job shadowing is what they called it at my school and you just you found a a fellow friend's parent or someone in the community and you just asked them you had a little contract a little waiver that says you're going to show up at this time on this date and say hey uh we're doing job shadowing can i do you mind if i job shadow you for the day and then they teach you how to do their job for the day and you learn a new like a new thing and they did it a couple times one of the times i just I shadowed my dad. He took me on the road for the week. So I got to go yeah. ride with him and I got to keep track of the logs and it was really cool. And I mean, not a lot of people do that, but if the opportunity came up and somebody wanted to know, Hey, like, uh, can I shadow you for the day? Or, Hey, do you know anybody that is in this industry that I can learn how to do this? I was like, sure. Let me make a call. I'm sure I can find somebody. Mm-hmm. I love that. What is your, what message do you want to send out to everybody that, that you hope that they hear? that it's hmm, a good question you can do it plain and simple um i doubted myself for a long time especially up until like recently it was really bad i reached a point where i didn't have any faith in myself and i didn't think that i could follow through and you know honestly it is a one percent every day it really is i mean a lot of books can tell you it's one way but you really just have to feel it at a certain point and just do the work and don't lie about it. You'll know you lied about it and you're going to break a bond with yourself the moment you lie about something, because then you're not going to want to go back and do the work because people already heard that you knew it. And now you, you could be scared not to go back and learn the information. And then, then where are you at? You're in a situation where you don't know what you're talking about and you'll get weeded out real quick. I just think I that think, people need to do it. Yeah. And I think, I think one of the things that's like, and, and a lot of people say this, a lot of people say that that guy's that way, but I think one of the things that's very impressive about you is that you truly are out to help others and you don't need a lot and you don't want a lot. And it's really about the other person. And I know a lot of people say they are, uh, but it's very impressive to have a front row seat, to watch it in real life and, and watch how much in just a short amount of time, even in the last three to four months, how much you've grown. And it's only going to get exponentially from here. Um, so if you're out there doing what you need to do, uh, and you're helping the place, we know the place is going to be a better for it. So it's, it's, it's impressive to, to have that kind of model to, to really keep that in the forefront with, for people. And I know, um, you know, I know that the local community there and and whoever else is affected is, is very appreciative for, for all the work that you do for others. And I'm, I'm sure they're, um, very thankful to have you there now and, and, and see what you create in that space. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things, like I told you, I did travel a lot. So having, having, I have a huge family, huge family. I mean, I have eight siblings, there's nine of us. And to be honest with you, I'm really only close to one of them. So having a family isn't the same for me as it is for everyone else. So all these people that I go and connect with, especially in this community are my family. And they used to call me a blessing and I had to correct them and say, no, I'm not a blessing. I'm your family. Like, you don't have to worry about it anymore. Like I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to be up the street if you need me. And I love that. And I love that I can be helpful and that I can be there for any person that I know at at the drop of a hat. I mean, that is what 
I enjoy the most is literally just helping people out in any way. If they trust me enough to call me, I'm going to help them. I don't care what it is. That's just how I am. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. hundred percent. So if people want to follow you along on your journey, they want to see uh, what you got, what you're up to, how would they do that? Uh, I mean, you could go, I have my Instagram. It's um, I'm sure we, I can send you the link so you can actually post it for them if they want to look at it. Um, anybody can email me. If they want, they can, it's Ryan Jones, eight, three, four at Gmail. Uh, if you want, anybody can call or text me if they have any, if anybody wants to talk or if they need anything, call me. I'd love to meet new people. I like going to new areas. If you need help with something or you just want someone to talk to, you can call me 210-982-5019. Feel free. My girlfriend might not like it, but you know, it's going to happen either way. Love it. And he will, he will pick up guys. I promise. So oh, absolutely. guys, if, if you like this episode, send it to your friends, share it with somebody, get some value. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Construct Your Life with Austin Lenny. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to start constructing your life by taking immediate action on what you learned. For show notes, resources, and more information on -on one-on-one coaching with Austin, visit constructyourlifepodcast.com.